Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. Wait, wait, what's going on? It's a Monday. It's it's Monday. What? Why is there a new We Watch Shudder, Michelle? What's happening? Knock, knock, knock. It's me, Michelle. I was oh, not introduced, so I was I just t- waiting on the other side of the door, but I heard you panicking, so I came running oh, in. Don't worry, JD. I'm here. It's me. It's always Michelle. We have decided to release bonus episodes in December. I'm glad somebody is on top of what's going I on. I broke into your house to help oh, you panicking. Wow. I, uh, I completely forgot to introduce. So Michelle's here, everybody. Hi. Hello. Yeah. I, I smashed a window. I hope you didn't like that window very it's much. It's Michelle. It's always Michelle. Anyway. Now, now that I totally blew the intro, Michelle, tell people why we're here on a special Monday. Hang on, I have to catch my breath. I just ran all the way from my house to break into your house because I sensed that you were panicking. <laughs> um, we decided that uh, with our Spooktober releases, we had basically covered everything that was released as a Shutter original or exclusive in 2022. So, you know, why not just finish them out? Release the rest of the 2022 Shutter exclusives and originals so that at the end of the year, we can do a best of 22 and... Uh, make sure that it covers everything. Does that does that cover it? I'm gonna go back yeah. to my house. Hang on, you talk for a bit. I'm just okay. gonna run All right, five good. miles. Yeah, from that's my house. basically it. There were there were ten originals and exclusives that got released before we started the podcast in March. We talked about five of them during our Spooktober daily marathon, and now we're gonna talk about those other five over the next five Mondays. Some extra bonus episodes for you, uh, and today. That means we're going to be talking about the first Shutter original slash exclusive released in 2022. Michelle, did you make it home? Hang on. Okay. Hi. Yes. Oh, Ooh, geez, sorry. Okay. Back. Do you need to catch your breath again? No, I'm good. Uh, did okay. you tell them that this movie is about home invasion, just like what I did to your house? <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. A couple minutes ago? Uh, okay. So uh, I was just getting to the point where I was going to have you tell them what the movie is. What is the movie? <laughs> oh, the movie is called For the Sake of Viscous. No, no, Michelle. <laughs> we've been always for the, for the sake, sake of Vicious. Of I've learned how to spell all of my notes, say, for the sake of viscous. I did not know. Not for the sake <laughs> of viscous. Uh, There's a lot of blood in here, which is a viscous liquid. It is a very liquid, viscous so, fluid. You're not wrong. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so for the sake of vicious, the very mm-hmm. first Shutter exclusive release of the year. Uh, that's what we're talking about today. Michelle, do you want to read for these people the description of For the Sake of Vicious as written I, on the Shutter website? I would love to prove that I do know how words work after writing Excellent. all my notes as viscous. So without further ado, first off, this movie is only 80 minutes. Bonus points just for that. Uh, so Rowena, an overworked nurse and single mother, returns home from her late shift on Halloween night to find a maniac hiding out with a bruised and beaten hostage. When an unexpected wave of violent intruders descends upon her home, the trio realize the only way out of the situation is to work together and fight for their survival. A Shudder original. JD, Mm -hmm. would you like to give us your spoiler-free thoughts on For the Sake of Vicious? Man, I'd love to, but I gotta be honest with you, I'm not even sure that I can. Uh, Here's probably the best way to give you my spoiler-free thoughts on For the Sake of Vicious. I saw this movie for the first time way back at the beginning of the year, just shortly after it was released. 
Uh, I watched it again uh, uh, about a week ago in preparation for this episode, and I'm not entirely certain I even remember everything that happens in this movie. Uh, I remember that there's some violence, there's some blood, there's a guy who kidnapped another guy and is, like, not nice to him at all. Um, This movie just didn't hook me in any way, shape, or form uh, along the way, as evidenced by the fact that I really don't even remember a whole lot about it. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I, I, I mean, I don't remember anything that I particularly hated about the movie, so it couldn't have been that bad. I'm going to go ahead and give this a solid two skull guess is probably how I felt about it. <laughs> okay. For the sake of confusion and stuff, for the sake of vicious, mm-hmm. JD gives it a two skull out of five skull rating. Right. I... I'm in kind of the same ballpark as you, um, but I watched it tonight, so I haven't completely forgotten about it yet. And I did watch it earlier this year when it got released, though, and I don't remember much. I wasn't even sure I had seen this movie until I started watching it. And then I wasn't sure that I had finished this movie until I got to the very last Literally scene. same experience. I wasn't yeah. sure I had seen it until I started and then I'm still mm-hmm. not certain. I'm not certain I finished it a week ago now that I think about <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I, I definitely finished it. I promise you that much. Um, this movie, it... I tend to kind of like zone out when stuff is just action and no story. And I feel like it has a solid story behind it, but it gives you very small glimpses at this. This movie is doing exactly what the title implies. It just exists to be vicious. It's just to have like these big fight scenes and have brutal bloody scenes. So I can't even fault it for doing exactly what it implies it will do from the title. Um, I thought what it was doing was vicious. So I like that. Uh, Just overall, I expect more story from something I'm watching, but I would still give it a little bit higher than you did. I will go with a three because I did like what I was seeing. I just zoned out a lot in between. So when I came to, I was like, this is fun. And then I'd like fall asleep for five minutes and then be like, they're still fighting. That guy <laughs> survives everything. How? <laughs> and then <laughs> for I, sure. Until for next sure. time I zone back in. So between a three skull from me and two skull from you, that gives us a 2.5 skull rating out Ooh, of five. Right straight down the middle. I think that's yep. a... Uh, that's a perfectly fair assessment of for the sake of viscous right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, if you w- would like to watch the film, uh, especially after that incredible send up of, of how <laughs> exciting a, a film it was that you just heard from the both of us, uh, without having anything spoiled for you, uh, you're going to want to do that here in just a moment. You'll uh, you'll hit the not right now. In a moment, you'll hit the pause button and then go watch the episode or watch the movie. Just make sure you come back after you watch the movie because the podcast is not done. Okay, okay, okay. Now okay. you can hit the pause button right now. All right, Michelle. Yeah. Maybe a good place to start with For the Sake of Vicious is to try uh, what we've been doing, which is to at least summarize a little bit of the plot for people. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you to do that because I'm not sure I can. (laughs) 
Okay, sounds good. Uh, so this woman, Romina, who actually I just saw in Motherly, which was a very good movie and I mm-hmm. recommend. Uh, Romina is a nurse and she comes home on Halloween night and she's going to go pick up her son and go trick-or-treating. But she can't because there's a man sta- uh, named Chris who is standing in her kitchen and he has her landlord beaten up uh, severely. And he says, you have to save this man. And she's like, what you talking about? And he's like, you got to do it. And she's like, I don't like this situation but then she saves the guy because the guy's also her landlord and then you find out that this nurse uh helped chris i think in the investigation when uh or like the medical examination or whatever when his uh small child was um we'll just go with assaulted because it goes into some brutal details about what happened to her Mm -hmm. uh and that this man is the one who did it but did he actually do it Romina's not sure the audience isn't sure and then this guy is a rich guy so he uh, gets free because Romina has bad judgment and she uh, helps him get free and then he calls some people to come help but then there's just like hordes of men who come pouring into the house wearing Halloween masks and they just start attacking everybody including the guy who called them there and so then for the next hour it's just non-stop fights and everybody gets stabbed in all the places that they possibly can. Uh, one guy takes a hammer to an eye, and that's the stuff where I was like, I can't give this a bad score because it definitely was oh, vicious. Yeah, it's a guy brutal. gets glass in his face. It just, it keeps going the entire movie is just non-stop like how can we hurt a person but not kill them so that they can stay alive throughout this entire movie so that we can kill them later and uh i guess i could give away the ending but it turns out that the landlord did not do that it was the landlord's boss or something i'm not sure the relationship yeah, there i'm not a hundred percent sure i understood exactly how it all played out at the end anyway i think i was yeah uh, detached enough at that point that because it is it is uh, uh, this is one of those movies where uh, it's just uh, a lot of violence and brutality for a long time and it's real effective and it's really well done but uh, and like I guess I can see how they they tried to have an element of uh, like you know, did he do it? Did he not do it? What, uh, like, what are you willing to believe? Uh, and what are you willing to do and participate in based on those beliefs? Uh, the Romina does a decent amount of flip flopping in this movie as well. It's like, she's on one side of the coin at one point and then she's on the other. Um, uh, it oh you know it almost feels to me like in a way they wanted to make a movie that was just a lot of aggressive violence and brutality but they didn't want it to just be aggressive violence and brutality so they wanted to come up with an explanation that they felt would justify that level of brutality and that's where we get into the child assault and that sort of thing I do appreciate that even though they talk about some incredibly graphic things, the the movie at least had the sense uh, to when it came to that element of things, uh, at least take it easy as as much as uh, at least as I recall. Uh, there isn't a lot of graphic child assault in this movie in none. any way, none. Uh, which uh, I appreciate. About. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's uh, it just. I was never, there was never at any point enough of a story here for me to be invested in it 
beyond just the occasional, like you said, is like, oh, that was that was like the hammer to the eye. Like that was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's fucked up. Uh, but that's really ultimately what this became, which is a big part of why, again, uh, I feel like like was there a part of this movie where at some point they figure out that the dudes at the house with the masks are not the dudes who are supposed to be at the house with the masks? And then, like, another set of dudes with the same masks show up or something like that. Am I remembering that right? I am a little confused, and I started just piecing together plot points that I told myself were correct, but that I don't know if the movie ever told me was correct. Yeah. Because, like I said, the guy that we think actually did it, I think, is a boss or something, because he clearly has a relationship with the landlord guy whose name is Alan, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I missed because there's so much fighting going on that when they do tell you what's going on and what the story is in that dialogue you have to flip out of like this fighting mode and then flip right, right back into it so it's hard to retain those bits of information the beginning of this movie including the cold open which was insanity where he's just killing all these dudes and then he gets mad because he practically killed the guy and he right. didn't actually want to kill the guy and he seems like a raging sociopath and mm -hmm. I thought that was a good cold open. I thought Romina uh, having the exchange with the nurse over the Halloween candy was the scariest part of this movie oh, because she's really like well <laughs> she's like oh it's my son's favorite. Yeah mine too and I was like oh social awkwardness ugh, ugh, yeah. I hate it <laughs> um, and then she gets home and this crazy man is in her kitchen with her landlord like all of that is so vivid in my memory and the ending where it goes back to just peace and quiet and everybody is dead except for her and then she opens the door and she gives a trick-or-treat or some candy like that sticks out in my mind so oh, the parts right. that I are there see, i did see yeah. this all the way to the end i remember that <laughs> yeah so like the bookend moments of this movie are clear to me and then i think they just threw in the violence in be in the middle which i would honestly be fine with i just wish i had been able to retain the story that they then tried to add throughout that because yeah. it was hard to watch so much of this going on and kind of zoning out from just like yeah. a lot of brutality and then they throw in a bit of dialogue and then they go back to it so my brain didn't pick it up and so at the end I was like well that was really interesting and I remember right. the story being interesting but I don't know how it actually played out and I'm sure it's yeah. in there I just I yeah, missed I it <laughs> yeah I, I think we're on the same page there it's like there are there are elements of something happening here, but the way they told this, they gave you few. They gave you few enough things, uh, and they put so much chaos between them that you never really have the chance to digest them the way you need to. And mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I just uh, it, I, it was so chaotic that I just I never had a chance to get hooked in. And like I, I, I was definitely thumbing my phone on and off throughout trying to watch the movie. Yeah, it just it didn't hook me or draw me in in any way other than just a few uh, exciting special effects moments because of the the brutality that uh, uh, that dude with the uh, the motorcycle helmet. Uh, uh, by the time he is uh, all said and done, like his eye, I'm just looking at a photo here from IMDb of his. <laughs> His eye just all gouged to shit. Mm -hmm. It just, oh, God. Yeah. It's, I have a uh, thing about hammers, and I oh, don't yeah. think that's ever come up on this podcast, but we talked about the things that are like extra 
brutal for us. And like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's old boy with the hammer and the teeth scene that mm-hmm. really got to me. But then when I was a little kid, uh, cause everybody who has listened for a while knows that I started watching horror movies as a tiny, tiny baby and was way too yeah. young. But then I grew up with horror. Um, there was some movie that I watched and maybe you'll know because I don't know what it is, but I just have the memory. It's a mind control movie where a little boy convinces, I think a woman to bash herself in the face with a hammer until she dies and i have had a thing Mm. about hammers ever since and i was a small small child when i saw that oh that sounds (laughs) so familiar yeah i know it's a movie that is at least known by others because it's a it's like a mind control movie why is i almost yeah i've been trying to think of it all day (laughs) all right yeah but uh and i'm I'm with you there for sure i'm very Mm -hmm. much like um uh blunt force trauma to me is always a little bit more severe than like like getting stabbed like oh, yeah. i remember uh i remember it's not even a horror movie uh but i believe it's in uh the untouchables uh but it's some kind of gangster movie uh and uh at one point robert de niro's character pulls out a baseball bat and smashes this other dude's head in with a baseball bat right at the dinner table in a fancy restaurant. (laughs) Uh, And ever since then, just the the idea of blunt force trauma to the head, like like anytime a a head gets squashed by something or there's a hammer involved or like, again, like a baseball bat, like, yeah, uh, the, uh, that, that, uh, that, telephone pull thing from uh from uh, hereditary look guys if you haven't seen it yet i'm sorry if i just spoiled something for you but they don't uh, know exactly what happens high, and if they haven't seen impact, it they're still gonna be surprised high impact <laughs> blunt force trauma really does it for me there's this wild mm. scene in uh in uh the terminator movie with that lady terminator uh where like arnold gets his head smashed with like a porcelain toilet lid oh god that's just it's just the grossest anyway i'm off on a tangent now about blunt force trauma to the head but no that's okay i actually don't find blunt force trauma as a general thing too bad it is specifically hammers and even more specifically the claw end of a hammer i don't know why your rat is eating your headphones and i'm watching it happen she's not eating she is headphones. she's trying to bite through them i know what rats do no she's, <laughs> she's trying her best she's having a good adorable time. well I'm anyway trying, oh now she's trying to eat the microphone oh yeah there's if, if you can't see you obviously you can't can't see because there's no camera yet but there's a rat literally right by my mouth trying to also <laughs> talk into the microphone right now oh i got a little because screenshot we're as, of it we're as focused on this episode as we are uh, as we were on for the sake of vicious yeah we should just, probably take her lead and just wrap it up and go yeah this on some is stuff. Uh, i mean maybe this movie's for you if you like really violent things uh but it just uh, I, I don't even have anything really against it. It just never drew me in. It it wasn't one of those things where it ever got to the point of just like, okay, this is just sadism for its own sake. I definitely mm-hmm. feel like they were trying to do something. It just never worked for me. Yep. I yeah. concur. All right. Well, <laughs> guys, make sure you tune in uh, uh, the next m- several Mondays as well as Thursdays and Fridays for new episodes 
Uh, next Monday, what are we going to be talking about, Michelle? Do you know? We Did I catch are you going, off guard? Oh, I got it. I'm always prepared now. Uh, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. It's Ooh, the three-hour Three-hour folk horror documentary. I watched it once already, and I... I, I won't say how I felt about it, but I will say I have to watch it again. A three-hour movie. Look, I, I will even say that I did enjoy it the first time I saw it, and I'm looking forward to seeing it again, but also I am not looking forward to a three-hour movie ever. <laughs> so it's so, that's, so much time of my life to devote to folk horror oh <laughs> uh, and, and uh, to a documentary for that matter oh my I lord know. it's exhaustive God. it's both exhaustive yeah. and exhausting but it's uh, well, we'll be talking about can, that one next monday i was gonna say they can tune in in a week after we've watched it and we are just husk of who we used to be <laughs> <laughs> sounds okay like a plan well, all right i'm gonna go put this ratto away say good night michelle <laughs> Good night, Michelle.